Do you want to start a podcast but think you're not ready? Do you want to start a podcast but think it's too hard? I thought the same thing before I heard about Anchor. Anchor is an easy and efficient way to create and upload your podcast. Anchor also allows you to upload your podcast to streaming outlets such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and multiple other streaming outlets. You can simply go to the website www.anchor.fm to sign up today and start podcasting. Yo, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. Brother Love of Sports, man. We're back with another episode. Thank you all for tuning in once again. You know what it is. It's your host, Corey Lovett. I'm here with my co-host and my brother, Carl Lovett. What's going on with you, man? What's up, partner? Whole lot of nothing. <laughs> I can definitely say that. Whole lot of yeah, nothing. Yeah, well, this this might be one of our, one of our more, you know... Um, Extensive shows. Yeah, one of our more careers. But uh, real quick on a more serious note before we get going, uh, I just want to say uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody at University of Virginia. For sure. And the tragic... Uh, Shooting that claimed the three life of three young three young men. Uh, yeah, just a tragic situation. Um, so we want to send our thoughts and prayers to all everybody involved, all the families impacted on just yet another just senseless act of violence. Absolutely, my mm-hmm. condolences to uh, everybody involved and just all the families and like you said, just just another senseless act. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, just thoughts and prayers go out to everybody Absolutely. involved in that. But uh. But we finna send some more of them. We, we about to need some prayer. Absolutely. <laughs> so, man, let's just dive right into it. You you know what we're starting with. We got to start with the Cowboys here, man. Um, and, I, and I'm just going to fire away here. I'm sorry. I usually set these topics up, but I'm just going to fire away. But obviously, we've seen what happened. Cowboys lost. They went up to Lambeau Field this Sunday and uh, lost in an overtime game, 31-28. to to the to the Green Bay Packers, who are previous losers of five in a row. So let me just start by saying, you know, everybody usually like when I when I would pose the question, I would say who who is this loss to blame, or like what well, you know what what were our takeaways from it? But sure, I'll just give you my takeaways. My takeaway from the, from this game is just that simply this this football team is just so disappointing. And, and and this this is why this is why I don't do it. I've told you this before. I've been a Cowboy fan for almost 12, 13 years. And every time you put expectations on this team, they just they just simply let you down. And you may say, "Come on, Corey, you're overreacting. This is a this is a regular season game against the Packers." Okay, I'll give you that. But these are the type of games that a, a Super Bowl contending team should win. They should win that game. And, and, and let me just and let me just say this: a few a few weeks ago, or whenever it was, when there was a quote unquote quarterback controversy with Cooper Rush, I went on record and I said I didn't know if if you know if Cooper Rush if the defense were to you know have a bad outing or have a bad day, I didn't know if Cooper Rush could kind of. Was was a was a good enough quarterback to, you know, get in a shootout. And now, I've got my concerns about Dak. And you may disagree with that. 
But I, Dak Prescott, I've defended him. I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. Dak Prescott, I like him. He's a very likable guy. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm just at my wits' end with the guy. And you may say this is overreaction. But, but, here's the thing, and, and, and this is, and this is no gripe. Not really, this is no gripe against Dak the person. Because like I said, I think he's a, I think he's a phenomenal person. But you know I've been on the record saying that, that, that the Dallas Cowboys have got to stick to the run. And, and we want to get caught up in all these analytics and, when you go for it on fourth down, you have this best the best chance or whatever. Obviously, the Cowboys don't have an analytics guy because they will tell you that when when the Cowboys run more than they pass, it, it's it's they're basically undefeated almost. Yeah. So, and if you look at Sunday's game, Dak threw the ball for forty. Dak threw the ball forty six times, and he was twenty seven for forty six. That's a fifty eight percent completion percentage. The Cowboys running backs, Tony Pollard and Malik Davis, they rushed for a combined 153 yards, one touchdown, so that's, and that's a total of 5.6 yards per carry. And, and just to see and just to see that 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 they think that Dak is is just has to throw it all around the yard, he does not have to. And and I get that the defense didn't play well. They they got they they've been getting ran on all year. But here's the thing about that: you guys want to say the defense didn't hold up hold up their end. What about that D lost strip sack that he had on Aaron Rodgers? And then mm-hmm. Dak comes right back and throws a red zone interception. Whether you say it was his fault or not, whether it may have been Dalton Schultz's fault, whether it may be C.D. Lamb's fault on the on the other interception, he did that. Yeah, it happened. Yep, it happened. So, I I, I I've got to look. I've got to look at at the quarterback here, and, and and after that, and here I'll just give you the possessions after that C.D. C.D. Lamb touchdown that made it twenty twenty eight to fourteen. Punt, punt, end of regulation, turnover on downs. Not going to get it done. Not going to get it done. Not acceptable. If we have a 28-14 lead going into the fourth quarter, I think you should win win those games. I think you should win that game, undoubtedly. And what's crazy is that the Cowboys, including regular season and playoffs, when they carry a 14-point lead into the fourth quarter, before this game, they were 195 and 0. Except in, until this time. And, and I'm not going to put solely the blame on Dak Prescott. Because when I look at this team, I do not see, I don't see a Super Bowl contending team. I'm sorry, I just don't. Because between Dak Prescott and my head coach. This is just an undisciplined football team. They're an undisciplined football team. Say what you will. In, in, in overtime, they had four penalties on a total of 15 plays. 
Yeah, that that yeah that that's yeah that's that, alarming to me. Yeah, that's losing football right that's there. That's a losing football yeah, team. Yeah, that, that's yeah that that cannot happen. And you're either coaching it or you're condoning it. So on a to- and and on the total, they had nine nine penalties for eighty three yards that whole day. And last year they led the league in penalties. This year they're fifth they're fifth in penalties. So you commit penalties, you turn the ball over, that's a recipe to lose every single game. Every single game. And I don't think that we can overcome that. So I'm not buying into the hype. I know you guys, you guys, you guys wanted to anoint the Cowboys and say that they were this good team, their defense was playing lights out, Cooper Rush looked amazing. I'm not buying it, guys. I'm not buying it. They did not look like a like a Super Bowl contending team. And that's where I'm leaving that at. Okay. You definitely had a lot to say. Uh, some of it, you know, I, I kind of buy. Uh, and some of it I got an issue with. Now, here's before I get into the game, here's a question that I pose to you. Because this is what I don't get. All year, you sat right here across from me after we seen this team play well consistently week in and week out and say I'm not going to get overreactive. I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm not going to get overreacting. Now, they come out and have a have a bad game and now you just got every emotion and reaction in the world. Cuz this is How is they, that fair? This is what they do. This is uh, apparently not. This is who they are. They build you up and they tear you down. I've seen it time and time again. This is who they are. When why cuz why cuz they lost the game? When somebody shows you who you are, you believe them. Okay, so what did they show you the, uh, the previous five weeks when they when, when they was playing well? Uh, the previous what, what, what did they show you? Was that who they were? You play who's on your schedule, and, and, and those, those those wins are fine. I I gave them credit for the wins, but all I was saying I wasn't putting much stock into them as everybody else was. Okay, so why are you putting so much stock in this loss right now? Because we should win those games. If because we should win those games if we're a Super Bowl contending team, like some people have said we are. And when I see those issues, I have to take I have to take into account of what I seen on pay, uh, what my my what my two eyes watched on Sunday. I have to take that into account. Do I not? Who do you think is the favorite to uh, win the Super Bowl in the NFC right now? The Vikings. I know you're not going to like that, but we'll we'll dive into that to that to that later. But okay, who's in, who's the number one seed in the, in the NFC right now? The Eagles, I believe. Did right? they look like? Did they play like a number one seed Monday night? Well, I mean, there were some questionable calls. Do you that, think they're that, more of that team that they play like Monday night or will we seen throughout the totality of an NFL season? Come on, man. Like, yeah, look, listen. Now, the Cowboys – listen. Okay, let, let me let, let me just shift it into to talking, to talking about the game. You're talking about a totality of a season. I'm talking about a totality of a of – a... Corey, they lost. It happens. No. It's hard to win in the NFL. But, look, okay, listen. Yeah, it is it, when you turn the ball over and you commit penalties. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So what I'm telling you is I don't believe in my quarterback and I don't believe in my coach. I'm allowed to say that. I'm allowed to have that opinion So you from what va- I've seen in years past. So you value one game over what you've seen throughout, throughout, throughout the course years, of it? I just said years past. When somebody shows you who you are, who they are, are we talking? Are we talking about? Are we talking about this team, this year's team, or are we talking about a year's past team? It's the same thing with the Cowboys. Okay, you're yeah, right. in and you're out. Yeah, so. I guess they can't win with you. But okay, let, let's get into the game. Now, what I, I do agree with you on this: 
This was a this was a terrible. This was a game that the Cowboys did. It, it, it was inexcusable for them to lose. Okay, they you know they they exhibited losing football. You know, they looked like they you know was ill prepared all for this game. And first, let me give credit to Green Bay because let's not have revisionist history here. I did say that I expected for this game to be competitive. Did I not say that last week? You did. Did I not say that the Dallas Cowboys are the one team that Aaron Rodgers has owned throughout his career? Mm hmm. And they and Green Bay, listen, they had they credit Matt LaFleur and you know that coaching staff. They had a game plan going into this game. Listen, we're gonna run the football and we're gonna stay committed to the run throughout the course of a game. Which a lot of teams, you know, don't, you know, adapt that mindset. You know, even when they got down, you know, even when they got down early, they, uh, down 7-0, and Cowboys marched down the field and turned the ball over in the red zone. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Green Bay still stayed committed to the run. Because you know what's the one thing that the Cowboys defense does well? They get after your quarterback. So you have to stay committed to the run. You, you know regardless of what happens throughout the course of a game, you dropping back Aaron Rodgers 50 times is not the recipe for you to win against that defense. So if you're going to have success against that defense, running the footballs, we're going to come up. So Matt LaFleur, he deserves, they deserve to be committed for the game plan that they put together. I thought Aaron did a great job of managing the football game as well. You know, he didn't, you know, I, I know he had three touchdowns, but you know, he didn't really, you know, force anything, you know, he didn't really you know put, put the ball in harm's way. And, uh, you know, when he got his opportunity, like I said, they stay committed to the run. When he got his opportunities to strike, he struck. He cashed in and in. And uh, so he deserves to be credited for that. Listen, Green Bay maxed out. I, I believe that was the best that Green Bay could play Sunday. They went out there and they laid it all online. That was basically like a playoff game for them because they knew if, if they had any chance whatsoever of salvaging what, what, what's been a disappointing season for them thus far, they had to win that game. So, you know. Okay, I, I give credit to Green Bay, but I think this is more so about the Cowboys than what the Cowboys didn't well, do. Well, th- but th- that's more th- so th- than what th- Green Bay th- did th- do. That's what I'm. That's no. That brings me to my next point. As well as Green Bay played, when you look at this game, this was a game that the Cowboys should have won going away. They had so many opportunities to you know to slam the you know to to put this game away, and they they didn't do it. So. Yeah, like I said, Green Bay, you know, get him credit. You know, that was the most emotion, you know, fired up I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers play, I think, in a football game. I mean, he went down there and laid a block on somebody down the field. You know, so, yeah, like Green Green Bay laid it all on the line. You know, so it, it was an emotional atmosphere. Listen, I expected this game to be I, – I didn't expect the Cowboys to win this game going away. I expected the game to be competitive. But it really – it wasn't competitive. It shouldn't have been competitive. There were, no, there you're were right. multiple opportunities you're absolutely right. I agree that, with you there. that the Cowboys and Dak had to, to slam the door, and they did not take they did those not opportunities. Do that. That's absolutely right. That's, my, that's the problem that I – that's the issue that I have. That's, the, that's absolutely right. And listen, I, I, I don't – listen, man. I, I think, you know, this is one that you just chalk up and say this is a stinker because this wasn't – Yes, this was a dis- this was a disappointing loss, but this wasn't you know Denver last year 
running them off the field at home. This wasn't two, three years ago losing to the Jets. This was a game that they that they definitely you can tell who was the better football team, and it was the Cowboys. I mean, it happens. It happens. It happens to teams. It happens to good teams. So I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I know what years in the past have you know have been, but I'm not willing to ignore. You know the totality of what I've seen. How, what I've seen. How I've seen this team perform. But you're this willing. Season. But you're willing to ignore the Vikings. And you you set up and called we, the Vikings we, fraudulent. We're we, 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 we gonna we gonna get to that. But Dude, I'm just saying no, about no. your concept though. You've called the Vikings fraudulent. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't I don't think that, yeah I, I don't think they're as good as their record you know perceives them to be. But like I said, okay, so why can't I think that about the Cowboys? No, I'm saying you had no when when they were winning and playing great football, you didn't want to acknowledge it whatsoever. Now they go out here and, and, and you know and have a I, down I game. Now you wins. got every every emotion in the world. I acknowledge that's the issue wins. I have with you. I acknowledge that. You know, I disagree with that. As far as let, let me continue, yeah. As far as this defense is and this and uh and uh them not being able to stop the run, listen, they've got a problem. What's that? They've got a problem. They need to. Yeah, they got to do but, something. You know they they struggle against the run, but they've got a lot of playmakers on this defense. Their defense makes big plays when they need to make big plays. When they need to stop you, they, they, they've been doing a good job of getting, getting key stops. Like, you know, you just you brought up the Demarcus Lawrence uh, strip sack. You know, those are key plays. You know, they got, they got playmakers on their defense that, you know, that when it's time to make a play, they got the ability to do it. So, yeah, I mean, it's concerning to see, you know, them give up, you know, the amount of rushing yards they've done these last two weeks. And, um, I mean, and the birds are going to do – you talk about the birds last week. The birds are going to do that to everybody. I mean, I don't know if you've seen what Justin Fields has been doing right now, but, yeah. So, I don't really, you know, I can't really have much to say about that. But, yeah, I, I think – I think this game shows, like you said, the lack – it's, it's, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it, but – there's the something, yeah. There's there there's something going on that's not resonating between this coaching staff and these players. And when I see, I don't know if if you if you all look closely, um, when 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 the Cowboys commit a penalty, I don't see anybody getting tear, torn into, nobody getting talked to, or 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 anything. They just let it go as if as, as if they condone it. Stay tuned for my closing remarks. But, uh, yeah, listen, the game plan for the Cowboy, Cowboys was awful going into this game. I'm, yeah, like, and, and credit to you because you brought this up, you know, uh, you were on top of this. Yeah, when Dak gets, is reinserted, you have to stick with the same identity that you had prior to him being out. I mean, Tony Pollard was running the ball good. Malik Davis was even running the ball good. Why why not just stick with that? And it, it, it's it, it, it's the way they go about it. It's like they're so it, it's like they don't they don't understand the the personnel that they have on the field. You got you 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 got Dak in the backfield and you spreading wide receivers out. You don't have the playmakers on the outside that can consistently win one on one matchups. I know CD Lamb had a good game this week. He did. He had a coming out party, I believe. He, you know, but is that sustainable? I don't know. I think it is. 
I mean, you have to play to your strengths or what you have available to you. You don't have you, you, you don't have playmakers on the outside. Those dynamic playmakers on the outside like Miami or San Francisco. So putting Dak in the shotgun and spreading your your, your, your wide receivers out wide and telling Dak to go out and make play that's 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 never a recipe for for a win. And and listen, the fourth down, the decision to go with it on fourth down. I didn't have a problem. I didn't have a problem with it at all. I hated the play call. I agree. And I even hated prior. I I, I think I hated the third down play call even more than the fourth down play call. Because why wouldn't you run the ball right there if you knew that you, you was going forward on fourth down? down. Yeah. Mike McCarthy, man. I mean, I I don't I don't get uh, I don't. I don't get the higher. I don't get and the fourth down play. You gonna sprint like I said. You spring your wide receivers out wide. You you run. You run no disguise, no motion, anything. And you say, go, go go get open. Go make a play. You don't have the personnel for that. Why not move the pocket, get Dak on the run, and give him the option to either run for the first down or throw for the first down. The Packers are the third ranked passing defense in the NFL. Why you thought going into that game, throwing the football, dropping Dak back 50 times was the recipe for a win, regardless of, you know, whose decision it is to do that, is it, disturbing. But let, let's, let's not get too carried away. You know, it is one game. You're right. It, 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 you and, know, and not to cut you off, but you're right. I could – maybe this is a little overreaction for me because the Cowboys could go out next Sunday and, and – and blow out the Vikings, or they could win in convincing yeah, fashion. I mean, and, and you're right, but I'm just I'm just saying what I seen on Sunday was was a little alarming to me. I mean, like I mentioned, the penalties. There was one penalty when Jalen Tolbert he he lined up like five, man. He was like he was like a, he, he was like five yards off the line of scrimmage. I'm just like, what? Like, first of all, why is he in? Number two, like what are you doing? And 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 I know you mentioned that that this defense has playmakers. Yeah, they do. They do. But what I, what I'm afraid of is that Green Bay might have just laid the blueprint out for the for this defense, because if you look at the defense, I know you said they have playmakers, but those playmakers really specialize in in, in getting after after the quarterback. Well, that's what they do. Well, best. you can't. Yeah. Well, you you can't get after the quarterback if if the running back is running up your gut. So, like you said, Green Bay was committed to the run through the entirety of the football because we. Football game because we've seen a lot of teams do this, where they they go in and they say we're going to run and they abandon the run really early. Mm-hmm. That's why that, and that's and why I say that's why I say give Green Bay credit. Right, they knew they came into that game knowing. Listen, the only way for us to have success in this game, we have to run the football exactly. And Regardless that's regardless of the situation throughout the game, we have to run the football if we want to have success. And that's why I think we're in trouble because if we don't do anything to sure of that run defense. I mean, Michael Parkin, Mike, Michael Parsons is good at sacking the quarterback. Don't get me wrong; he's good in coverage and all this stuff. Obviously, you can put him in, and you can do a lot of things with him on the field. But his specialty is getting after the quarterback. You can't get after the quarterback if if the running back is running it up your gut. So it's just a few alarming signs to me. Well, like you said, like I said, they could go out next week and, and put one on the Vikings. Yeah, but, man, I mean. You, but I'm just telling you. What I, I I'm, understand. You, I'm just judging listen, what that, I'm seeing that, that from was, Sunday. That was a frustrating. As a Cowboys fan watching it, that was frustrating to see. 
I understand that. But we we can't have it both ways. We we can't not want to believe when they play well for a good stretch of the season and then want to, you know, and then want to put uh, you know, so much stock into when they go out and, and you know lose a game. You can't have it both ways. I I just I just want to be, you know, because listen, it happens it's hard to win in the NFL. As bad as a loss this was, it wasn't even the worst loss of the week. The Bills said, hold my burr, which we finna get to, you know, later in the show. The Eagles said, hold my burr. Did you see how poor they played the other night? Is anybody out on them right now? No. So, listen, man. Well, the thing is, that division, I I don't honestly, I don't know if we'll make the playoffs. You may say that that's. No, I I, I agree. Listen, yeah, that's very possible. Especially if the Giants keep winning. But what the Cowboys have to figure out is what type of team they want to be. Probably need to figure out a new coach. And that's what brings me. This is going to be a long segment because I'm going to sound off on this right now. And I'm glad. And, and what you, the spiel that you just went on, oh, you, you had so much to say about so many people. You know, you, you, laid in, you, you, know, you came after Dak. You went after Mike McCarthy. You know. When is the guy that wears all the hats gonna harness some blame? Oh, I, I mean, I still no, 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 no. Who is the face of this franchise? Who wears every hat? Who is the CEO, the owner, the GM, the de facto head coach? Who gives weekly press conferences? Who signs the checks? Who is the common denominator over from, from this ineptitude that we've seen over the last 26 years? It's the man upstairs. God? And every time, we, we got to stop this because it's not right. It's not fair. Every time the Cowboys falter or they struggle... Everybody wants to lay, man, Dak, he making 50 million a year. Man, he, we need him to come better. Listen, we got to stop that. Well, Jerry can't play. He can control who playing, and he's been doing it for, listen. Here's the thing, guys. At this point with Dak Prescott, we should know. He is what he is at this point. Not if you're paying him forty million. No, 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 no. What? what? That don't even make sense. Not if you're paying. Him. And I've been, and I've been very critical of Jerry Jones. And you know that I started this podcast. Yeah, I, don't, I don't believe you. You, you well, didn't mention Jerry Jones not winning you that little. You had some fair body, but you didn't mention. Well, I mean, you, go you back to the first episodes that we did. I, I I've said Jerry Jones was was to was to blame for a lot a lot of, and I think that he should shut his mouth. No, but my point is, there's always somebody. That, that that garnish that shoulders the bulk of the blame, whether it's Dak Prescott, whether it's Mike McCarthy, whether it was Jason Garrett all them years, whether it was this defensive coordinator, whether it was that defensive coordinator, somebody always shouldered the bulk of the blame for the Cowboys' downfalls, except for the guy that should harness the most of the blame every time. Dak. 
That's my point. That's where, that, that's where, that's where my problem lies. Because everybody wants, everybody's killing Dak right now. Like you just said, what you just say, not if you paying him $40 million. So he, so you, so you know who exactly who he is, and you pay him the money. He all of a sudden supposed to turn into Peyton Manning. Th- this is my, th- this is the thing. Re- regardless, y'all want to realize it or not, Dak has overachieved as a quarterback in the NFL. He is overachieved. He was a fourth round draft pick for a reason. He wasn't. He wasn't drafted with some with these expectations to come in and be the savior of the Cowboys. And everybody wants to complain when he got when he when he played well when he played when he when he when he played over when he overachieved through that contract, and then he finally got his chance to get his money. Now everybody want to complain when he's the same guy he was prior to getting the money. How does that make sense? So you want to garnish all the blame on the guy who's getting paid the money, but you don't want to send no blame at the man who paid him the money? I, I need some help with this because like, I, I just don't well, understand. Well, I, let me help you out because, I mean, I'm trying to understand. I mean, you know, not to say that Jerry doesn't deserve any blame here because I believe he's, he does, and I've been very critical of Jerry. Um, but you know as well as I do on on any NFL team, the quarterback is going to get the majority of the blame. That's just how it is. Does every quarterback have an owner like this? Every quarterback is going to get the majority of the blame. You know what? No okay. matter what, who the owner is, and, and, and your point about overachieving uh, that that he was a fourth round pick was, it, was that do, that does not diminish his expectations. No, I'm saying Tom Brady was a sixth round pick, but it, after no, he started making Pro but Bowls, you should. Know, you should and, and after he started making Pro Bowls and doing the expectations are higher, they're higher. You don't get to you don't get to say, "Oh, I'm a fourth round pick." Or, no, or I'm, I'm not. not that I'm doesn't not mean he, that. He, he's he's not. I'm he doesn't saying, need to to perform. I'm saying no, but come, man, y'all act like Dak is a bum. Like he going out there sticking up the joint every never week. Never said that. Never said that. Never said he was a bum. And I've defended Dak. Never said he was a bum. Just because y'all have these expectations of what y'all think Dak should be, that doesn't change the fact of what Dak is. He's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, regardless of what he's making. That's what he is. So stop every time that something, some that the, the, the Cowboys, you know, struggle or, you know, falter, point the blame at him. Or that's the reason. Because I know a guy... I ain't going to name no names, but I know a guy who just so happened to lose his job to Dak Prescott. Who came a small time and time and time again. Choked his guts away, wet the bed multiple times in regular season games, playoff games. Came a small game after game after game after game. And Jerry Jones, when it was time, made him the highest paid quarterback in the league and did not bat an eye. And nobody say nothing about that. Nobody say, oh, man, oh, man, that's the reason why they losing. That's the reason why they losing. Well, you're just wrong on that because a lot of people were calling Tony Romo Tony, Tony uh-oh. I mean, there was a lot of criticism for Tony Romo. Nobody's putting Tony Romo in the Hall of Fame. Jerry, Jerry wants to. 
Did he did he hesitate? Did he hesitate giving give him his money? That's my point. No, he did not. But that's another subject for another day. I mean, what does that what does that have to do with this? I'm We're saying talking about Dak Prescott. I'm saying the way Jerry Jones handled Dak Prescott's contract situation goes into a lot of this uh, unfair criticism of Dak. He sat there in the man's face at the press conference when he said and just said, "I overpaid you." What? Well, I'm I'm not I, I don't I'm not dealing with any of that. I'm talking about Dak Dak's performance on the field. Whether Jerry feels that he overpaid him or not, that's fine. But but just c- come on, Carl. Like name me name me a big game that Dak has won. Name me a big game. Corey. Seattle. He's got one playoff victory. Okay. Oh, come on, man. I, I just need more, man. I need more. I need to okay. see more from Dak. That that that's your personal. Something that you have to deal with. That's your expectation for what you want Dak to be and what you think he should be. No, I want but my team to see- win, and I don't. And I don't think with Dak performing the way he has lately, I don't think that we can win. So it's all on Dak. So every time he's going to get rise, the, we, we gonna, the blame, we gonna, we, that's just how it is, Carl. You know that. Come on, Carl. Don't do this, so man. We not, you know, you know the quarterbacks get the so bulk we, of the we, blame. So we're like, not going to talk this. about this team being the most penalized team over the last three years. I just said that. We're not going to highlight that type of stuff. Am I not talking? Like, I literally just said that. And it's not like they didn't do him any favors. They, they traded away his number one option in the offseason for a pack of Skittles. I mean, come on, man. You know that this, what, what are we Are we expecting Dak to go out there and light the – The cupboard is bare with this offense. You know that. What is he supposed to go out there and do? Listen, and when you, I didn't say Dak was solely to blame here. That's not what I said at all. I didn't say he was the sole reason that the Cowboys lost on Sunday. It's not what I said. He's 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 part of the reason. He's gonna get the bulk of the blame. That's just how it goes with the quarterbacks. That's not what I didn't say he was solely to blame. This quarter this this team has much more issues than just the quarterback. Well, my point is, I'm saying stop bringing up the contract when when, when things don't go well or Dak doesn't play well. That that plays no part into it. He earned that money. He earned that by his play on the field. Earned him that contract. Now I didn't hear nobody complaining when he when he was on his rookie contract, one rookie of the year, won two division titles, and he was making seventy five k a year. When nobody crying said, "Oh man, he underpaid." He earned that money. This is th- this situation is not. Exclusive to the Cowboys. This is the way it is done in the NFL. When you have a quarterback coming up for a contract, he's going to demand max money. That's what you pay for a franchise quarterback. Now, Jerry had every right not to give him the money he chose to. So, come on, man. Stop bringing up the contract every time, every time things go bad, man. That's not going to change anything. So if Dak was out there making a million dollars a year, we wouldn't, be, we wouldn't be saying, oh, we need more. We know what he is at this point. We have seen enough from Dak to know what he is. He's, he, he's, not, he's not a Mahomes. He's not a Herbert. He, he's, not, he, he's not a Josh Allen. He's not a Joe Burrow. The situation has to be ideal 
for the Cowboys to have success. The situation around Dak has to be ideal for this for, for the Cowboys to have success. He's okay, regardless gonna, of the contract or whatever you say, his cupboard is bare. That does not mean he's beyond reproach, Carl. That does not mean he's beyond criticism. I'm allowed to criti- criticize okay. Dak Prescott. Well, what are your expectations? What, what do you think Dak should be? I think what, he should what, be what able to want? lead us to a Super Bowl. Huh? I think he should be able to lead us to a Super Bowl. So that, that that's the, the so 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 if he don't do that, it's a failure. I mean, you play to win to win a Super Bowl. You do. This is America's team, so so we call it. Are those not the expectations to win a Super Bowl? It ain't, uh, what what you, are we you, doing you ain't, here? You ain't won one in, in, since '96, so obviously it ain't. What are we doing here then? Well, then let's move off of them. Then I mean, if if you don't if you if if you don't have the the quarterback, if you don't think your quarterback is the guy, so every quarterback they get. So let me get this straight. So every quarterback they get a, they they get a massive deal if they don't validate it with a Super Bowl. The the contract the the, uh, the that, that was a bad contract. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I said. But I'm just saying every every franchise that pays a quarterback, they're saying, "Oh, we think that this guy is the guy to to lead us to the how Super do we Bowl." Know, is that is that is that is that retired? How do we know he? How do we know he can't win the Super Bowl? I asked you to name me big games that that he's that he's that he's won, and you do the same thing with Kirk Cousins. Nah, you've asked me to do the same thing with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins ain't, ain't, ain't in Dak Prescott league. He 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 nah. But I'm just saying by your logic though, by your concept, you've asked me to to provide big games that Kirk Cousins has won. And I'm just saying Dak hasn't showed me any yet. Uh he did he did win a division title as as a rookie. He had one of the best rookie seasons uh and they in NFL lost history. and they lost as a number 1 seed to as, Green Bay it, it, against Aaron Rodgers. He was Rod- the number against, 1 seed against in, Aaron Rodgers in Dallas. And, he was the number 1 seed against as Ar- much as much credit as much Blame and, and vitriol as I give Aaron Rodgers for lo- for having back to back number one seeds and losing them at home at Lambeau Field. I got to give Dak the same the same uh, criticism. Not saying that he's that he's Aaron Rodgers at all, but I got what do we do here? We be fair, right? Dak was the number one seed at thirteen and three, and Aaron Rodgers came in this building and beat him. Those are facts. That's not conjecture. That's so, not innuendo. So, 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 that is fact. So as a raw rookie, he should be criticized. That is fact. So as a raw rookie, he should be condemned. That for is fact. So as a raw rookie, he should, be, he should be condemned for not beating Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game. That is fact. That is what it is. That's a fact. I'm not saying condemn him, but I'm just saying he's not beyond criticism. I'm not saying he's beyond criticism. That's fact. I'm saying we have to be fair in what we're doing. I'm being fair. I'm being fair. He's not beyond criticism, Carl. And for you to sit up here and say that is ridiculous. I didn't say. Did, did you hear me say that? But I'm, no, I'm saying your point is a bit. To me, it's a, it's a bit much. How? To me, you you. I, I don't agree. No, I'm saying we need to temper our expectations when it. So yeah, so people think once he got the contract, he was going to turn it. He was going to turn into uh, Patrick Mahomes. So the con- so so the, so so the reason that he making the the contract is the reason that that, that he's that, that we uh that he that he gets all the blame. Hmm, I, that's funny. He doesn't get all the blame. Nobody's saying that. I know. I I, I specifically said he's not solely to blame for this. So ha- simply, this boils down to if they, if they just use him how 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 he's supposed to be used. And, and, okay. And what part does that play into it? 
Is that on deck because they not they not utilizing them the right way? They don't have the weapons. Is that on deck? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that they haven't always had the weapons though. Because we they, talking about we talking about this year. Well, I mean, they're I'm not just, terrible. I'm just saying, man. I, I've I've never seen anything like this. I, I've never seen anything like where a, a quarterback get gets a big contract and then all of a sudden. You know, he he's just supposed to turn into something that he ain't. Uh, a player gets a contract, all of a sudden he's supposed to become some different player than he was prior to when he got the contract. I've never seen that. Well, I've I mean, never seen it. If your expectations have to be higher. Like, we can't live in the past. Like, what have you done for me lately? Like, okay, you earned that contract. I, be- I believe Dak earned that contract. Then that, then that should be the end of the discussion. That should be the end of the discussion. All right. But just because you earn a contract does not mean that you're beyond criticism. I never said he was beyond criticism. You've heard me criti- you've heard me criticize Dak on countless occasions. I was one of the first ones that said he don't play well in big games. That doesn't mean the man didn't deserve to be paid. I never said he didn't deserve to be paid. I thought they should pay him. I agree with that. But I'm just saying you gotta deliver. You got to deliver. Okay, That's I, just simply what we, it boils we, we, down to. We got to move on because I, I, I knew, I, I knew this was going to be long-winded. But to, to close this on this, I heard plenty of blame going around all the time when the Cowboys when the Cowboys disappoint and it, go, and it goes to hell in the head and basket. I heard like criticism all around. But the majority of the criticism does not lay lie with the man that should garnish the 90% of the criticism. Because he's 90% of the show. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Jerry Jones is not. I mean, I mean I've, hold been, on. I've been critical of Jerry Let Jones. Let me just so. say this real quick. You say that that your expectations have to change. Who, who, who? I just said they go higher. Okay. Who has done a more inept job? Who, who is for the longest than Jerry Jones in his franchise? Well, I mean, you can't. We can't fire Jerry. Unfortunately, we can't do that. I mean, he owns uh, the team. He's the owner and operator. He's all you can. He he can stop being the GM. We can't fire him. He would have to give that position up. Why don't he? Ask him. I'm not. I don't okay, know. Th- that's my point. I've said that's, that. That's I've been I'm very saying. critical of Jerry. Because t- 26 years he's been in that role, he's come up short. Name name the sport. Name, name where the executive can come up short for 26 straight years and keep his job. I want to know it. Matter of fact, name me any job where you can come up small 26 consecutive years and still maintain that position. I don't know it. All right. Well, I am, like I said, could be a little bit of a reaction on my part. If, if so, that's fine. Like I said, the, the, the Cowboys go out next week and blow the Vikings out. But, hey, speak we'll of, see. Speak of the devil. Speaking of the Vikings, man, let's move on because after that showdown or game of the year, whatever you want to call it, there was a catch in there that was may go down as one of the best in history. So scrolling on social media, after that was kind of a debate about receivers in the NFL. So now we're going to rank our top top five receivers in the NFL. And I'll start here. And I'm going to start from five down. Oh, from, from five up? From Yeah, from five five to one. Sorry. 
Okay. So I, I'm, okay, you you gonna do? But I'm I'm gonna start from there because I think I think you know we pretty much know who at the top and they get kind of. So five, I'm gonna go with Cooper Cup. Okay. I mean, I got I gotta respect him. I gotta respect what he did last year. Had a thousand nine hundred forty-seven yards last year, and he's the reigning Super Bowl MVP. He just recently went on IR. So, but I mean, I still gotta respect what he did. Four. I got DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I still think DeAndre Hopkins is a top five receiver. I know lately he's been kind of out of sight, out of mind. He was a little dinged up last year, mm-hmm. and this year he was had a six-game suspension. But in the four games back, in three of those four games, he's had a 10 reception for 103 yards, 12 for 159, and a 10 for 98. So, I mean, and, and you look at DeAndre Hopkins. I know we don't do pass, but – he gets it with any quarterback he's mm-hmm. got. So, I still got him at number four. And number three, I got Devontae Adams. I mean, I know a lot of people saying he's having a down year, but he's not having a down year. I mean, he's on pace right now for 1,400 yards yeah, and, and, mean, a, and 108 receptions. I don't, I don't, I don't understand and, that. And, he, and he's missed a game. So And, uh, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to He's not having a down year. So, I still got, I got Devontae at three. Two, I got Tyreek Hill. I mean, he leads the league in both receptions and yards. He's on pace for 1,950 yards, and he could possibly, if he goes over that, he could possibly break Megatron's record of uh, 1,000 and 1,964 yards. And this year he's got four games of 150-plus yards. So, I mean, Tyreek, and I know there was a lot of speculation about whether he would be the same without Mahomes, and he has shut that down. So, and number one, I got to give it to him. Jay Jettles, Justin Jefferson. I mean, I absolutely. Let me just read a few a few things about him. He's one of only three receivers to register four thousand career yards in his first three seasons, along with OBJ and Randy Moss. He's got the most one hundred yard receiving games of any receiver in their first three seasons in NFL history with twenty, and the most one hundred and fifty yards receiving games in his first three seasons with seven, surpassing Randy Moss, um, who currently had who had 19 and seven, which he just, which Justin Jefferson just passed that this Sunday against the the Bills. And he's currently on pace for over 2000 yards. So, I mean, Justin Jefferson, man, he is to me the best receiver in the league. So that's my top five. I got Cooper cup at five, Deandre Hopkins at four, three, Devante, two, Reek, one, Justin Jefferson. That's my top five. Okay. I'm going to start I'm gonna start from one and work my way down because uh, you know I think you know it's gonna be a little bit a little bit of you know eyebrow raising you know when I get further down my list but uh yeah uh number one yeah you just said it I mean come on Justin Jefferson this is the best start uh to a receiver career we've ever seen I mean it's that point it's, it's that simple I mean this guy you know. Knowing that he's the only option, well, he's not the only option. I mean, Dalvin Cook is a special player, but in the passing game, Adam Thielen is not bad either. Yeah, but he he's kind of a you know he's kind of a complimentary piece. I mean, this this ain't like you know you know those days when they had you know Thielen and they had those two wide receivers on the outside. the The system is predicated around Justin Jefferson, right? And team defenses know that, and they still cannot contain this guy. I mean that that catch him. I I still don't know how he did it. I mean, it's incredible how he went up. Got the ball, came to the ground, and and secured it before it hit the ground and brought it into his body. I mean, 
Now, I, I don't think it was better than Odell Catch. The Odell Catch was just something that, I mean. But it's it, definitely. It's oh, definitely the Odell there. Catch was something that's close to being physically impossible. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was a tremendous catch. But, and what, what, you know, the biggest thing about it is, like, you know, the time in the game that it came in. You know, if he doesn't catch that ball, they lose that game. Yep. So, yeah. But, yeah, Jettas is, Jet, yeah, is my number one. Number two. Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. uh, man, this guy is unlike anything I ever seen. He is literally a threat to hit his head on the goalpost every time he touches the football. And and like you said, there was all this talk, uh, you know, about you know him departing from Kansas City. You know what he was going to be? Was he more a product of Patrick Mahomes and you know Andy Reid in the system? Nah, this this guy. Listen, and I, I never bought into that. You know, because when you got two when you got two players like Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, who are both you know top of the class at their positions, you know both one and two quarterbacks in the game, both one and two receivers in the game. All you're gonna do is complement each other and you know make each other better. Just sugar, just yeah. icing on top. When you're a lead player, you're great. Your your like your impact, your production is gonna come out if you if you're really if you're really in that elite class. And I, I heard something that Reek, Reek was on a podcast earlier. Um, I think it was in the offseason, like right right around the time he got traded. And uh, everybody was saying that he was a product, you know, of Patrick Mahomes, how he going, you know, Tua ain't got the arm strength. Tua was playing unbelievable, by the way. But uh, um, his game, he, he's going to be somewhat, you know, relegated, neutralized in a sense, in that offense. And he said something, and I look back on this, he was like, Two years ago, he was like three years ago. I played, uh, I played back-to-back games with Matt Moore as my quarterback. I want everybody to go back and look what my numbers were. And I went back and looked at what his numbers were. In those games, he had, he went for one forty one forty two and two touchdowns, and he, then he went for one thirty five and two touchdowns with Matt Moore as his quarterback, who ain't in, who ain't in uh, Patrick Mahomes class or Tua class. So yeah, this guy is is. Is you know in a class of his own, he's the most dangerous player I've ever seen on the football field. It's that simple, and so yeah, he's my number two. Uh, number three, I got Devontae. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, like you said, everybody's talking about like you know what's wrong with Devontae or you know is he missing Aaron Rodgers? I mean, the guys, the guys have like you said, he's on pace for fourteen hundred yards this year, and he has Josh McDaniels as his head coach. What a dumpster fire that is, man. man. Goodness gracious. Wow. But uh yeah, Devontae he Devontae is one of the best route runners I've ever seen. You know, he can like, you know, he can he can he create he can create separation against any any defense against any coverage. So, and he, he yeah, he's a difference maker. Uh number 4, yeah, I got D-Hop, man. Listen. This is as good of a career from start to finish, as you're going to see from a receiver, what D Hop has done, and look at look at some of the quarterbacks that he's had. That, look at before Deshaun Watson came to, to Houston. Go look at that quarterback uh, 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 revolving door that he was that he was playing with in Houston, and look at the numbers that he was putting up. This guy's an elite class of his own, and he you know he can you know he, he he's just he's going to have success no matter where he go. For and, sure. So yeah, he's he's number four for me. Number five, this is probably gonna be kind of you know controversial. I got Stephon Diggs. 
He was he was number six. I got to find Diggs number five. I was debating and the between reason, him and the Cooper reason Cup. I gave him the edge over Cooper Cup is because I've seen Stephon Diggs be impactful, like we said, you know, in 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 different systems under different quarterbacks, and his his level of productivity has pretty much stayed the same. You know, when he first came when he in, um, he had they had Teddy Bridgewater, he was still being impactful. Then they had uh, Sam Bradford for a little bit. He was the number one guy there. Then they had um, Case Keenum. And uh, Stephon Diggs made the Pro Bowl that year. And then he had Kirk Cousins. And now you see what he's doing with Josh Allen. So he's proven that, you know, he's an elite talent no matter what, you know, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation is. He's not a product of, of what's around him. Cooper Cup. Now, that season that he had last year was arguably the greatest wide receiver season you'll ever see. I mean, he won the Triple Crown. But prior to that season last that last season last year, he only had one thousand yard receiving season. And I think he's I, I think he's yeah, I think he's one of the best in the game. But the reason I left him off of there because I think, you know, him being with the right, you know, coach in the right system and the level of the quarterback play really brings out the best of him more so than it does those other guys I put ahead of him because I, I believe that they're, they're going to find ways to be impactful no matter what the situation is around them. Not saying that Cooper Cup can't do that. I just haven't seen it. So that's it, it was tough, but that's why I kind of you know left him right on the edge of being in the top five. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Cooper Cup's amazing though, man. Yeah, I mean, it was tough for me too, and I was going back and forth between those two guys. So my reason that I that I went over that I picked Cooper Cup over Stefan Diggs. And this is no knock against Stefan Diggs, but that AFC championship game last year against against Kansas City just kind of stuck with me a little bit. Three catches for seven yards. Mm. I mean I know I know Gabe Davis obviously they were sending a lot of attention towards Stefan Diggs. But then when I look back at Cooper Cup's playoff run, he was so like he was solely the Dom- guy. He was the dominant. guy. He was dominant through that playoff run. And I can't, you know, like what am I what am I gonna do with that Super Bowl MVP? I've gotta take that into account here. And you know, so it was literally a slight edge. That's and yeah, that Super Bowl MVP right. and that Super Bowl run was literally the only reason that that I put Cooper Cup over Stefan Diggs. Because like you said, Diggs has a more sustained sustained Absolutely. success. Yeah, but I like I yeah, I can't be mad. Look, I'm not gonna fight. Look, Cooper Cup, let me I mean what he what he did last year. I, I thought I thought I was saying I this guy deserves some MVP consideration. Yeah, because I mean what he what he did throughout throughout the start of that season, through the end, through that playoff run. I mean, what what do we always say about players? Uh, what what makes what makes great players great? You, when you we want to see you elevate in the postseason. Yeah, and that's what he did. Yeah, you got to do it in the postseason. Yeah. We want to see you go to that next level, and he is able to do that. And like you said, Stephon Diggs, yeah, he's had some. He also had an NFC Championship game against the uh, when he was with the Vikings against um, the Philadelphia Eagles some years prior to yeah. that too. Uh-huh. And yeah, he he uh, yeah he 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 really wasn't that impactful in that game too. So yeah, but he did. He he has that memorable play. It's kind of like the Odell catch play. He has that you know. That, 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 he has one of the yeah he has one of the best playoff moments so yeah. that, that he has that under his belt but yeah it was very hard for me to leave right. Cooper it was very, uh, yeah and I don't think you can go wrong with either no one no of them, absolutely so, I'm not gonna yeah. fight you either way but 
like you said, I, it's it's the sustainable success that I, that I gave why I gave Stefan did. But you can't go wrong with either one. For sure. I mean, we pretty much have the same same one except that. I mean, I don't think it's disputable that it's disputable that right now Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the NFL. So speaking of Justin Jefferson, and, and obviously we mentioned that catch, but the game itself was probably gonna gonna hold up as the game of the year. So with my my question here for you, mm-hmm. are you now a believer of the Vikings? Let us hear it. Let us hear it. Because, I mean, you have been very critical of them. You called them frauds. You called them fraudulent, imposters. Every word in the dictionary that you could have used to, to call them pretenders, you pretty much used it. So, let us hear it. Uh, I, I'm going to give them credit for winning that football game. Uh, Like you said, win, it's hard to win in this game, and they, they've been doing it. But, come on, man. I mean, yeah, give him credit for winning you the game. You see old Kenfo, Kurt, old five chains. I, I'm going to get to him old. in a minute. Uh, listen, Josh Allen, what, what is going on, man? I told you last week they're too dependent on him. I mean, like. Don't have a run game. I mean, we, we, I mean, we just we just had, you know, an emotional topic that probably went about, I don't know how long that went, probably about an hour long on the Cowboys and that – how uh, disappointing that loss was! That that this loss for Buffalo took it to took the cake twice. That yeah, I mean twenty seven to ten going into the fourth quarter, and you lose that game at home with Josh Allen. That's inexcusable. Josh Allen has not looked good. The past nah, these, these last two games, these last two weeks, he ain't like no. He's and like we just had a debate on like who's to blame for uh you know the Dallas Cowboys when they lose. Josh Allen. Is the reason the Buffalo Bills have lost these two back back base games with his play? I mean that. I mean that pick at the end to uh, to Patrick Peterson. I don't know what he was looking at. I mean, it, it was like Patrick Peterson ran the route for him. He threw it right to him. <laughs> and here, here, here's the here's the issue that Buffalo is going to face when it comes to they start playing some of these better teams in the postseason. Their inability to even you know. Show that they're multidimensional. Because what do these teams do when it comes to playoff time? They're going to take away, they're going to neutralize what you do best. They're not going to let Josh Allen, you know, they're, they're going to come after him. At some point, you're going to have to have somewhat of a commitment to the run game. And I'm not just talking about with Josh Allen, because he's their leading rusher right now. And that can, that, that, that recipe, first of all, you, 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 you know, you, you, you're taking the chance of getting them hurt, first of all. When you when you play in the way you play, you play on you 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 know you taking a chance running them into the ground. Very true. And he's the, he's one of those guys. He's like Cam New. He don't slide. So they're gonna have to somewhat try to have a, a, a resemblance of a run game. And I and you brought up a good point. You know I don't know if it was last week. They should have been all in on Christian McCaffrey or uh uh what's the other guy's name. Jacksonville. Oh, James Robinson? Yeah. On one of them. Because you can't you cannot be you cannot be one dimension you cannot be a one dimensional offense in the NFL. Teams will figure you out and they will make you adjust. They will. And they and they just gotta they, they just gotta I mean, every every loss they've had this year, 
they've they've they, they've you know haven't closed. They haven't played the game from start to finish. Interesting to that about the Bills, they don't have a second half touchdown in the past three games. That's that's, that's very that's alarming. alarming. Very that, alarming. That's telling right there. Not that, one that, single that, touchdown in the past in in the second. Not one second half touchdown in the past three games. Yeah, that that'll get you beat. So that's just, to me, that's telling me you can't close games. Yeah, that that's that is is definitely because when they when they lost when they lost to the, the 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 first loss they had of the season to the Dolphins, I pretty much just chucked that up as you know that was a you know, but they really showing some signs of vulnerability right now, and their defense isn't you know they give up a lot of big plays, and like I said, they're gonna have to find some type of you know multi-dimensional identity because like I said, you cannot be you. You cannot allow, you know, Josh Allen to become the system. You have to tailor the system around him, but you cannot allow him to become the system. Meaning, everything, every bit of your success is predicated on him. Because teams, t- teams will zone in on that. And they'll take that away. When you look at Buffalo, they've got it. They've got, they've got the quarterback. They've got good receivers. Their defense is is good. Von Miller looks as revitalized as anybody I've seen. Only thing they're missing is that run game, man. And, and we've, well, we've said it: run, uh, run game is the quarterback's it, it's, best friend. It's too Josh Allen centric, you know. There, yeah, there's, there's really, I mean, there's really no. I mean, when you get to the point, and I also think you know this is a lot of reason why Lamar hasn't had some of the you know some of the postseason success in in the past because when, when you when you tailor your system around one guy. Teams in the playoffs will they they will they will not let they will they will make you adjust. And if you haven't established some sort of other identity that you can you know adjust that you can, uh, it's a game of chess. So they have to become multifaceted if they if they have any aspirations of being the team the the championship team that they want to be. For sure. So do you think this is more so about? You think this is more so about what the Bills didn't do more so than what the Vikings did do? I mean, do. yeah, you got to. I mean, up 27 to 10 going in the fourth quarter and you lose? I mean, yeah. that's a choke job, that's right? That's a game you should get home. And like like I just said about the Cowboys, if you're if, to me, that's alarming. You should get that home if you're a Super Bowl contender. Right. That's the game you should win. So you out on the Bills like you out on the Cowboys? I they, so. they, I, I'm not going to say I'm out on them. Now, to your boy... I trust the quarterback a little more. To your boy, third, Kurt, third, 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 third cousins. Old Kenfold Kurt. He wasn't great in this game. Come on, man. Look, oh, listen. come on. Don't do that. He had two bad interceptions. But after that, he was good. Two terrible interceptions. Two terrible interceptions. You, 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 you saw what you saw. Listen. What, see, when, and when I say this, when I say this... You look at me like like I like I should feel any different. Listen, I do not believe in Kirk Cousins when it when the when the game's on the line. That's fine. That's fine. He'll make you a believer. And why should I? What 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 what, what prior history would tell me that this guy can 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 be the guy to lead a team to a deep playoff run? What evidence do we have? You know, I I just you know I, I mean. Okay, but is that not just the same question that I posed to you about Dak, though? What? What evidence do I have? You're using the same argument. I'm just ask- no, I'm just asking. I'm literally just asking. When has da- when when has Kirk Cousins ever had the success that Dak Prescott had? A- answer me that question. When is he when has he ever led winning teams to anything? 
To me, they're about the same. I mean, they haven't won anything. See, l- listen. Come on, man. I mean, I'm just asking by your logic. I mean, you Dak has owned Kirk Cousins when they go head to head. That's owned fine. him. That's fine. Yeah, he's eight and two against them. That's fine. Well, Cowboys, I mean. But Dak has the majority of those. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Listen. But no, I mean, I don't want to get into a Dak versus Kirk Cousins no, debate. No, no, no. But what I'm just saying is that you you're saying that what evidence that don't, don't you that do you have? And for the record, I I never said that 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 I thought that Dak was going to lead the Cowboys on some 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 deep vaunted playoff run. So don't try to compare it. You you think Kirk Cousins is going to do that? I never said Dak was going to do that. You think Kirk Cousins is going to deliver that? And I, I, I don't. I never said Dak was going to do that either. Well, to be fair, I think Kirk Cousins has a better team around 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 him than Dak does. So to be fair, yeah. that that's that's part of the reason why. Well, I think Kirk Cousins will, if you want to say lead, yeah. But I, th- I think he's got a he's he has a better built team. I, I I will I will I will say this though. What I just said about the uh, the Bills need to find like you need to become you know multi dimensional. The Vikings they can play whatever game you want to play. If they want to go out there and they want to run the ball down your throat, they can do it with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. They got the talented run game, and we know what Jettas is in the passing game. And the addition of T.J. Hawkins is only going to add to that. So, yeah, they got the pieces around Kirk Cousins to go get it done. It's just going to come down to Kirk Cousins getting it done. And you just better hope the game ain't on a Monday. Let me ask you this. Has Kirk Cousins ever had a team this good, though? Be honest with me. He has not. Yeah, his, his, first, his first year when he got to the Vikings, yeah. That, that was Stephon uh, that, that Diggs. That. that was Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and they prom. And they had um, – they had some elite players on. But they the didn't defense. have no. They, they didn't have Jake Jettas. He didn't have Jake Jettas though. Yeah, but I mean, who does? He does now. So that's what I'm saying. And to and just come on, Carl. Just just you act like he lighting the world on fire. Now I, n- I never said he should be MVP, but I'm just saying, like, come on, give him a chance. Now it remains to be seen. You, you saw got, them picks. You got to give him a chance, man. You got to come on, man. Let old Kim for a coke. Kiff Kirk talk to you, man. Later. And I'm going to diminish him even more. How you not get that ball in on the goal line? Stretch forward, you idiot. He, 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 he went down here like this and didn't even try to stretch right. the ball Don't over the goal. For the name That's probably. a losing football play. I'm telling you, look, look, man. I, I, I'm 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 a remain. You out on? No, I ain't out on. To be, it remains to be seen. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, I'm not gonna okay, kill. Just leave I, it at I, that. I'm not gonna kill him. I'm not gonna kill him. Yeah, just leave it at that, man. Come on, man. Get off old fire chains. Kirk they Cousins, they man. they beat a good they beat a good football team for the first time this season. I give them that. They won. For the first time this season. for the first time they this season they beat a wins. Fo- for the first time. Go look at their schedule. The only other good team they played, they got smoked, and that was by the Eagles. They beat the Dolphins without Tua. Yes, they finally beat a good team for the first time this season. They won. I get. Listen, I'm trying to give them credit. Would you let me? Would you let but me? I don't. I don't think that's fair to say that this is the first good team that they look beat. at the schedule. Let's pull it up. Let's get it. All right. So let's see who they beat. They beat the Packers. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Detroit. <laughs> they beat the Saints. <laughs> they beat the Bears. <laughs> uh, they got a good run. A run. Run team. They beat the Dolphins. Without Tua, keep going. I mean, but still, man, we gotta give that credit, bro. Come on, man. Come on. The Dolphins are a good, are a good constructed team. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is not going against 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 Tua. He not he not Tua not playing safety. Also, net net Dolphins net Dolphins defense, eighty five birds. Oh my, look, come on, man. Look, keep going through the wins. Arizona, that's not a bad win. That was without D Hop. Keep going. 
don't think that was. Washington, who just beat Philly. Man, come on. Nah, come I, on, I ain't give you And then they beat Buffalo. I mean, I think there are some quality wins on here if you ask me. But and look any, and look at anyway, all them, and look at all them games. The only the only convincing win they got is Green Bay week one at home, and we and we know what Green Bay. But is. first of all, you play who's on your schedule. You do. So let's just look at the record, rest of their schedule. I mean, they got the, got the Cowboys, they got the Patriots coming up, they got the Jets, Lions, Colts, the Giants. They go to Green Bay, and then they go to Chicago. So I mean, this is not not a terrible schedule. I, I'm just saying. They 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 are well they are all well constructed football team. I will acknowledge that. But what does it come down to? The quarterback. Now you just killed that. I didn't kill him. Right? I didn't kill him. I criticized him. There's a difference. Last but, time I last time I checked, Kirk Cousins getting paid big money too, ain't he? Well, I need. All right, I need. Come on, yeah, come on now. Sure. You you just what you asked me? It remains what, what big games did that one? You're right. All right, come on, man. All right, we just—I'm all about fairness. We know that, man. We know that. Come on. Right. Well, that just remains to be seen. You don't believe in Kirk Cousins? I do. So that's just where it is. That's where I'm at. I mean, I, 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 I really don't. I, I honestly don't know where that comes from. I, I really don't. I—I've I, never heard. I've never heard nothing like that. Prior to us, the come, eye test, baby. The eye test. I look at what I see. The eye test. You should be throwing up. Have you? Have you seen Kirk? We we don't have time to go away. We don't have time for me to go through and gag and, and, and bring up the games that he's gagged away. You can look at. I mean, you can you can look at a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, I, I'm gonna just say that they, gag, that they listen, gagged away some games. But it it saying, remains though, to be seen what this team can it does, be. It does. But look, there, there's no there's no logical way that you can explain. You know, you don't know if Dak Prescott's the guy, but you believe that Kirk Cousins is. There's no logical way. There, there there's no. Factual no, evidence okay, that supports see, that see, argument. See, but now, now you're twisting my words a little bit. That's what you're doing. Because that's, uh, I literally just said, I'm not naming Kirk Cousins MVP. The reason that I, that I, that I believe in Kirk Cousins slash the Vikings is because the Vikings are better constructed than the Cowboys. That's the only edge that I give over them. I believe Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. I do. But you don't believe in him. Not really. But you believe in Kurt. That's it. That, I do. Okay. No, I believe I believe in the Vikings as a team. That ain't, nah, you said you believe in Kirk Cousins. I, I heard that come out your mouth now. I believe in Kirk Cousins. See, that, I believe that, that, that he won't that he won't do anything okay. to screw it up. Like I said, it, it, there's no factual evidence to support the statement. I don't think you're there, there's no factual. I don't think you're listening to what I'm no, saying. No, no. This I just heard what you said. There's no factual evidence to support a statement saying I, I, I believe in Kirk. Per, I mean, I believe. I believe. Well, there's, in, yeah, there's no factual evidence because that's my opinion. Okay, my well, opinion. say that. That's my opinion. Don't condemn me when I don't go along with you. Like I'm supposed I'm not, to just I'm sit there and believe you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that you should put a little bit more respect on his name. That's all I said. But I mean, like, hey, you're entitled to your opinion, but mm. remains to be seen, man. I just believe the Vikings are a team to be reckoned with. That's just me. But all right, let's let's move on, man. We we talked enough football. Let's talk a little NBA, man. Blitz. Before before we get on out of here. I mean, I I mean, not much. I mean, it's an early season, but um, I just want to kind of talk about a little bit of kind of like the early MVP favorites, early takeaways from it. Um, obviously. My MVP right now would be Luca, and that's who. I mean, we both picked that at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. That was our prediction. He's looked good. 
Jason Tatum has Jason Tatum. has looked good. He looked great. He's phenomenal. Let me ask you this. Now we we seen this guy emerge. We did. We we see right? we see we watched Jason Tatum since he was in high school. Uh huh. We we we've seen yeah we've seen the maturation process from this guy up until now. Now when we first seen him, we knew we knew like that's that's a that's, that, a that's, NBA, that's, that's NBA, NBA player. player. But did we envision this? Did I we did we think that did we think now I thought that he could be I thought that he could be a really good NBA player. But this guy's a superstar. I don't care what nobody say. This guy's a superstar, oh, man. Undoubtedly. I don't think that's a question anymore. I mean, I know he had a bad finals, but come on. I mean, that happens. I mean, name one player that did Exactly. So, but here's the thing. When I watched Tatum, I I knew he would be a, a elite scorer for sure. His defense this year has been phenomenal. Watching him in high school, I knew, like, just, oh, man, I was, man, if you guys did that, man. Just having the opportunity to watch that guy in high school was just amazing. Yeah. But me watching him in high school, like, just looking at uh, an unfinished product, like, I could see he had all the tools to go to the NBA. We've seen that he had all the makings to be really good. So I thought that he would be – I knew that he he was a – uh, uh, elite scorer at any level. Yeah, I knew that. He'd I knew be that he would yeah. be like he had that type of game to be an elite scorer at any level. But this guy has just emerged into one uh, a good defender. Man, you know he can put the, he he he's improved on uh, many facets of his game. So I mean, man. Yeah. To, uh, to your point, I mean, we. I mean, I saw. I knew we. We NBA, yeah. NBA NBA player, but I I didn't envision this. Yeah, I didn't think that because I, I mean we see this all the time, right? You know, I mean, we've seen, we mean, we Seventh Woods. Yeah, yeah. there's always this one. Yeah, there's always somebody, you know. And, uh, yeah, I I thought that I was, I say, listen, he's definitely too good. He's he's definitely beyond the high school and collegiate level. Undoubtedly. He will be able to easily go there and oppose his will. He's good enough to oppose his will on the high, at the high school level and the collegiate level right now. What I thought, what I thought JT's adjustment was going to be, is when he got to the NBA was, okay, he's going to have to figure out on nights, you know, the NBA is, you know, a roller coaster. Up and down, yeah. So you got to find ways, and we see this a lot with young players, you have to find ways to still be impact winning when what you do at your best is not there that night. And and you look at how he's playing, like he's, he's defending at a high level, he, he, you know, he, he's creating, he's creating plays for him himself and other players. Um, that tech that he got the other night was ridiculous. That, uh, that, that, oh my god! That, that ref, I, I don't know who that, but he need, he need to be suspended a game. Don't get me started. You know, we, we we suspend, yeah, we suspend players when they, you know, when they, yeah, he need to be suspended a yeah, game. That, that, was, that was ridiculous. That was garbage. But um, I, I also read this. They said they said that he's grown two inches since he uh, came to the NBA. D- d- can you kind of tell that? Oh, uh, I mean, I didn't really see it, but. I mean, I'm sure he has. I mean, because I was I was watching the other night and I was like, man, JT long, like he like got some length to him. I mean, like, I mean, six eight coming in, but yeah, man, the, I I I love the way. Like we said, we knew he was gonna, he, he could score the ball in the NBA when he got to the NBA. We knew he'd be able to do that. But the the roundness, the well roundedness of his yeah. game, you know, how he can impact it. The game is so many levels, man. He he is turning into an absolute superstar, man. I'm I'm, I'm it's glad to, it's been fun to see. Yeah. So obviously those will be my two front runners. I mean, probably Giannis, but I mean he's been that's gonna be voters' remorse. Yeah, I, I think yeah. you know we, yeah. I mean, 
Giannis could win the MVP every year. He really could. But I mean, he he kind of rests on back like back to backs. I mean, a lot of people do now, but obviously Luca, JT, Giannis will kind of be my front runners. Here's a name that I'll throw out. I don't think he's going to win the MVP, but I think he'll be an All Star. Shea Gilgis Alexander. He is off to a tremendous start, and he actually just hit a game winner against um, the Wizards to cap out a cap off a 42 point performance. And right now he's averaging 31 point. 31.5 points per game, um, around about five rebounds and six assists. So, and that's Shea Gilles Alexander. So I think uh, he's going to be an All Star this year. And I know I know their their record is not good. Yeah, at the 11 seed, yeah, you ain't getting no MVP with that. No, he, I, no, he, no he, I, I didn't say MVP. I said I think he'd be the All Star. Oh no, well undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Yeah. I said I'm I just sorry, want I just want I just want I said I just want to throw a name in there. Yeah, but yeah, he's been, he's this, been this he, is not this is not this is just early takeaways. He's been as well. unbelievable. Do you know? Do, do you realize there's nine guys right now averaging thirty points or more? Man, that's crazy. That is unheard of. It's crazy. I, I, don't, I don't think that's ever happened before. And and let me just say this, and this just goes to show you the level of talent that has evolutionized in this league. Man, this game, this, this is man. Because back in the day, if somebody averaged twenty five or twenty three, they probably could lead the league. They led the league in scoring. I think um, when. Yeah, Jordan Jordan led the lead in scoring. Every, uh, what, what did he win? Eleven scoring titles. Ten. Ten. Yeah, he won ten scoring titles. And um, every year he won it. Like the second closest guy was like at like twenty, like twenty seven points a game, twenty four points per game. So yeah, you you didn't have the high volume of score, and the game is played different. We know that. We know that. You know, we, we know the path to the basket. You know, the, it, it's you know the lanes are you know more open. It's not as compacted as it was back then. We get that. But the skill level of these players is unlike any it, 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 is 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 unmatched. Unde- man, undoubtedly. I mean, and that's why I don't really like to get into the comparing comparison nah, of eras. Yeah, like, it's, why, yeah, it's the era that you play in, man. You got You got to play in the era that you play in. But yeah, the skill level of these players is unridiculous. Uh, Golden State's in trouble. Think so? Yes. I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit last yeah, week. Yeah, I believe I believe it's time to hit the panic yeah. button. And let me just say this: Clay Thompson coming out trying to kill everybody right now, a, doing man. all this complaining for people. Give me Listen, a break, man. Clay, let me tell you something, man. This this, this how this works. You react to what you see in the moment. You don't react to what you seen five minutes ago. Oh, last week. Or two weeks ago, or two or two years ago, or three years ago, you react to what you see in the moment. And right now we see that you're not what you used to be. And you're not the same guy. That's just what it is, Clay. You're not the same guy, Clay. That's I mean, that's all that we're like. Nobody's. We understand, man. Those. It's you, not that you, we're not rooting for you to get yeah, back healthy. We, like you know, we just go off what we see. Look, we we get it. You came off of two major. Injuries, back-to-back. We understand what you had to go through just to even get back on the court, bro. Nobody's taking that from you. You definitely deserve to be commended for that. But there's nothing. Listen, I'm the biggest LeBron fan. You've heard me religiously say, as of late, he's not what he used to be. And that's obvious. That's obvious. That's just the way it happens. Whether it's due to whether it's due to age, whether it's due to injury, 
you're not gonna be what you once was at the at all. At, at, you're not gonna play at the same level for the, the duration of your career. Every player has diminished at some point. You're not exclusive to that, Clay. Yeah, they're in. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they're in trouble. Just sent James Wiseman to the G League. By the way, I don't know if you've seen. Did that. they? Yes. Wow. So yeah, th- th- I think that's their biggest. Th- th- their biggest thing is a lot of the guys that they thought were going to step in and kind of yeah, feel, they're kind of yeah. leaning on those like, yeah guys now. that they thought was kind of come of age this year. Hadn't been at a while. I, like I said, they just they just demoted James Wiseman to the D League. Jordan Poole hasn't been good at all. I actually think they need to consider inserting him in the starting lineup and bring Clay off the bench. I don't know if I don't I don't know if that's something that they'll consider, but I I think that you'll get the best out of Jordan Poole playing off of Steph opposed to coming in and spelling Steph when yeah. he comes in. You know. I can see that. And um yeah. The biggest difference is in this in Golden State and what we've seen in years past is they don't have the depth. Their bench is not good at all. Which is which is which was a staple of uh, of them when they were when they were winning championships back to back and and you know for those years that they were just the the, the the juggernauts of the league they always had depth and they always can lean on different guys and uh, to do different things and right now it's, it, 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 it's Steph or bust if Steph isn't great I mean he had to go through he had to go through he had to drop forty seven the other night and seventeen points in the fourth quarter to barely sneak by Sacramento. Who scored 153 points yesterday? But man, I, <laughs> see but, uh, two two. But here's here's this, here's what I'll say. Obviously, I believe Golden State is in trouble. Here are two surprise teams that that have caught me by surprise: Utah, them, and Portland. Portland ain't for real. They're number one in the West, bro. Portland ain't for real. At ten and four, I don't know, Carl. I think they're for real because here, here's why I say this. Obviously, we know what Damian Lillard is. I believe he's a superstar. I believe he's a top 10 NBA player in this league. Anthony Simons has come on of late. Oh, now you want to give Anthony Simons his credit. Stop that. He he sucked at first. He he, he, he's come on of late. And Jer- Jeremy Grant. Man. the This is the role that he is supposed to be in. Yes. When he was with Denver playing that number three role, he thrived. Sent him to Detroit to ne- be a number one. That's he, not who he yes. is. He is really thriving in this number three role, and that, that's what he's supposed that to That is be. a and great I, point you I just made up. And I attribute that to why Portland is number one. And I think I – I know they probably won't stay number one, but I think they'll be in the – I think they'll be top four, top five seed. Yeah, and th- I'm glad you just made that point up, man. That That is – and, and it just baffles me that we see instances like that happen all the time. Like – all 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 points aren't valued the same or or, or 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 don't hold the same value. Brandon Ingram's twenty five points a game with the uh uh with with the New Orleans Pelicans wouldn't correlate if he would have stayed with the Lakers and Brian AD. That's not the player that you was get. That's not the player he was meant to be. Same as Kyle Kuzma with the Wizards. Yes. Brandon Ingram was meant to be have the ball in his hands and score the basketball. He wasn't meant to play off nobody. And for Jeremy Grant, like you just brought up, the exact opposite. He was meant to be a great a great player to an already great system and team. He thrived in that role in Denver. I think if they would have 
I think if they would have kept it, well, Jamal Murray ended up getting hurt the next year, so we don't know. But yeah, that was a that was a big blow when Denver lost him because he was, was. In, in the bubble. He he was he was uh, sensational. And yeah, he's been great this year. But yeah, I, I, uh, the reason I don't believe in Portland is like, well, Billups actually got him taking some defense this year, which is something that we ain't never seen under uh, Terry Stotts. Never seen. <laughs> I don't even think he know what defense was. But I I just don't think that like. They still have yet to replace CJ. They're going to need somebody outside of Dame to carry. Because when you start playing against some of these vaunted offenses, you know, like like the Grizzlies or like, you know, like the Suns, you're going you, you to you have to match what they bring to the table. And I don't think that they can match those other top tier teams in a playoff series, talent for talent, player for player. I don't believe that. Now, Dame is great. You said that. But – yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think their roster holds up to some of the team. I mean, uh, yeah, Utah, same thing. They're, they're, yeah, they're playing great right now. But I don't. Can Laurie Markin really be a, a good a player, a, the best player on the championship uh, team? No, I don't think. The thing so. with Utah is what I think is going on. No, no egos. They don't really have like a superstar player. They're just out there playing free, and there's no egos. There's no like person who's dominating the ball. So they don't. I think they're just playing free, and I think that that's what that is. Obviously, um, they got they got some good pieces. Jordan Clarkson, like you said, Laurie Mark, Laurie Mark, and they got a veteran veteran presence in Mike Man, Mike Conley. But I mean, well, what is it about Danny Ainge that he just knows how to swindle picks from people? I mean, he he rung them Brooklyn Nets dry years ago and got all them picks from, him and that he got four first rounders for Rudy Gobert. And Minnesota is sitting at seven and eight right now. That just that was that, to me that, that was just that, a that dumb was, trade. Yeah, that, that was probably the worst. I, I don't know. Didn't make didn't make sense logically. It, yeah, it don't. Cat and Goldberg don't make sense together. I don't. I, I didn't understand that trade and to sell the ranch for it. Yeah, didn't make sense to me. You gave up more for Rudy Gobert than Cleveland gave up for Donovan Mitchell. I'm convinced that Danny Ainge must got some tapes on some people. Or yeah, something. yeah. He, he, he got a video with somebody with a goat because no, no way, like, no way that you give up four, yeah. four first round picks for Rudy Gobert. That's just no insane. That's insane. But another quick quick point I want to hit on. The East, Philly has been disappointing. Miami has been disappointing. And probably the most, I don't if you want to call it disappointment, we kind of talked about it last week, but there's no doubt in my mind now that the Nets have to blow it up. Yeah, we said that. They have to blow it I, up. I wouldn't even call it a disappointment. They have to blow it up. And there, I don't know if you read the reports earlier today that there's been frustration with Ben Simmons and all this, and I don't know if you even read the quotes what KD was saying earlier about he was saying there was a quote out there that said, "Look at our." Basically, he was saying like I'm paraphrasing him like, "Look at our starting five. What what do you expect?" Well, KD wants out. It, that, that's clear. Ke- Kevin Durant does not want to beat her. That, I mean, that, that, that's clear. He requested a trade in all season, and yeah, Ke- Kevin Durant, you know, K- KD's not going to create. One thing about KD, he's not creating great waves. You know, he's not going to create a toxic environment for him to like because he just wants to come in and play basketball and not think about nothing else. So he'll, he'll play nice for here, but he, he wants out. And yes, blow it up. Now, you got here, here's something like interesting. Here, something. Yeah, here's, here's something interesting. The New Orleans Pelicans, I believe, are one player away. Whether that player is Kevin Durant, I don't know. The New Orleans Pelicans possessed that first-round pick from the Lakers, 
that looks like it's going to be a top first round pick. Could be Victor Wimbanyama. Yes, the they're playing. Absolutely. Can you imagine Victor Wimbanyama and Zion? You get you you get both of them to win draft picks. But should the Pelicans go for it now, or kind of you know should they? Because I believe if you trade for K, if, if they were to make a deal for KD, they're gonna want you know one of one of those. They're gonna want Zion or, or Bi. And then you toss in that pick with the Lakers and maybe some other keeper. I think that would get a KD deal, KD deal done. But do, do they believe the question that they have to ask themselves? Because I believe Brooklyn would do that deal if they offered them that. They offered them a no round pick, either Zion or Bi, and maybe Herb Jones or um. Well, I think here's what I think. I think they'll wait to see what what the Lakers will do, because if you remember, the Pelicans still have first round picks from Drew Holiday. Right. They still have first round picks from Drew Holiday. So if I were the Pelicans, I would I I would not I wouldn't jump on that. I would not gut my my young nucleus right okay. now for Kevin Durant because. What happens if Kevin Durant gets over there, gets over there, and, and he doesn't like what he sees? Is he going to request a trade? At, at, at some point, somebody will have to. I mean, at some point, somebody will have to send him to Kevin Durant. Look, look, bro, you want you 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 got to. You, you, he, he ain't even started his new contract yet. Well, Josiah seemed to do that this off season, and, and look what happened. It's not working, and that's what well, I'm saying. It, that that's the reason why you blow it up, not because KD demanded a trade. You blow it up because this simply doesn't work from the Nets' point of view. That's what I think. Not because he wants out. You don't acquiesce just because he demanded a trade. You 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 move on because this this situation this this is a failure. It it just didn't work. Sometimes you have to under- accept that. No, I would I wouldn't do it. I, I I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't blow it up. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I were the Pelicans. Oh, I would yeah, not, no, I, I, I get that. I, I just think that that's interesting because if they really believe that they're that they, that they are one that they that they are one piece away from getting over the top. Because I told you I thought that they were a sleeper team in the Western Conference this year. And they've been great for the most part. Uh, Willie Green is a tremendous coach. But, uh, yeah, I, I believe that Brooklyn – yeah, th- th- why wait? They should, be, they should be taking calls right now for, for, uh, for, for everybody. Yeah, they should. Because here's the thing. They, they, when you wait and look for the perfect deal, you, when you trade a player like Kevin Durant, you're never going to get equal value. At least not at least not initially. It's the old auntage, you know, you, you you trading a dollar bill for four quarters. KD is a dollar bill. You'll be getting back four quarters no matter what deal you make. You're not gonna get equal value. You're not gonna get a player as you're not gonna get the talent as equal as what you got in Kevin Durant. He's that he's that special and transcendent of a talent. So a lot of times, like the best move is to like, you know, Take what you can get now and move on and just kind of wipe your hands with it because clearly this doesn't work. Even if KD, even if KD, even if Kyrie comes back and, just, and, and is on his best behavior and they can get anything out of Ben Simmons, this team has no identity. What do they do well? You can't even say they have vaunted offense anymore because, I mean, they they too, they too KD-centric right now, like you, say, you just said that, but... The, that, the system that they have in place where it's just, okay, it's KD turn, it's Kyrie turn, that never wins in the playoff season. That, that, that'll, never, that'll, that'll never get you over the top in the postseason. 
This team is not built to compete for a championship. It's not built that way. Yeah. They just they just look bad. They don't have an identity. What do ben, they do well? Ben Simmons doesn't look good. And I and I and I thought when we first started this, I you know, we both said if they could get Ben Simmons right, they they could they could possibly be in championship contention, but it just not has it just has not worked. But one other key takeaway that I want to say before we, yeah, we get, out of here. get out of here. How about Joel Embiid, man? Forty two glad you brought this 42 up. and then fifty nine the next night. Best big man in the NBA. Not at all. Best big man in the NBA. No, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll take Jokic any day, any that's night. Fine. Over. That's Listen, fine. best big man in the NBA. What I mean, Joel Embiid? What he can do is just is is, is, is he's so versatile. You man. just said it right there. What he can do, and too many times he had it on back to back nights, forty two and then fifty nine. What are we doing? He can impact. The, he can physically dominate the game. That ever well, maybe not that every night, but he can physically dominate the game every night. Every night he can he can resemble something like that. Too many times we've seen him just not be not beat her. Shaq was the most dominant player in in in, in NBA history. Okay, right? Okay. Agreed. And he, you know, want to know why? It's not just because he was big and strong and he was skilled. He played with a fire and intensity every single night. I can impose my will on you every single night. No matter what you throw at me, no matter what scheme, no matter what defense, I can do this and there's nothing you can do to stop me. Joel Embiid can be that. But too many times he doesn't bring that to the table. I feel like I had that same – I think as of late, he. I think he's shown, he's shown more of that he can do that. Did you see him in the beginning of the season? He was awful. Yeah, but I mean it's the beginning of the season. I mean now you work it off. It's interesting because he's doing this with Harden out right now. Mm-hmm. And remember, coming into the season, the, emph- the emphasis is Doc Rivers and everybody said they wanted James Harden to you know be, be James be Harden assertive, again. be more assertive as a scorer. And I think that was kind of playing an effect on Joel Embiid's you know production because uh, you know he 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 was struggling at the beginning of the season. I mean, they lost that that game. I don't know if you watched the first meeting they had with Giannis. He was awful, mm-hmm. and 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 it was all because you know they can they don't they they couldn't get a rhythm they couldn't get them established, and but yeah, listen, Joel Embiid is is as talented as a basketball player as you'll see on both ends. He can actually have a bigger impact on the defensive end than Giannis can, because he 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 can just wall off the rim. He he can just control the paint on both end, on both ends. He can make it his house. He can camp out down there. But he wants to shoot twenty two footers and, and he wants to hang out at the three point line. And yeah, well, that's, I, I just, that's you know, today's game, unfortunately. As you can say about a lot of a lot of big men today. So that's interesting that that was the last thing you 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 decided just to bring that up to close the show. I mean that that's well. I mean, I just thought I should mention it. Fifty nine points. I mean, it's pretty impressive. The first person to do that since Wilt, 42, I believe that point point total in 24 hours to do that since Wilt. So any any list you're on with Wilt is, is a pretty good list. So, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that, man. I think Joel, Joel and B, like you said, yeah, I, he, I have some issues with that. 
night in and night out, he he doesn't show the intensity and the passion that he that he should. But I still think he's the best best big man in the league. That's just my opinion. But all right, man. Man, Luca is putting up crazy numbers this year. I didn't realize yeah, he's the MV, MVP to me. But all right, man. Good. Twenty nine percent from the three point line ain't good though. But yeah, another good episode. Really another good, good episode. podcast. Got a little heated there, but. Hey. I warned you. I warned you. I said I was coming after you. Amen. I told you that, bro. But thank you all for tuning in once again, man. You guys have a good one.